right, everybody. Well, here we are for yet another Psalm session. Joining us on the phone, uh, a couple of guys that I am, uh, I'm pretty excited about today. Uh, I want to give a, a warm Psalm welcome over there to Mr. Zero and Davy Diamond of the Kings. How are you, boys? Hello, we're fine, thank you. That's good. good. That's good. You, uh, you finding some ways to keep busy during this uh, apocalyptic times we're living in? <laughs> well, yeah, we're. Um... First of all, I think that we're part of our own little bubble here. You know, um, we keep it pretty close, so we're, you know, we're pretty safe in that way, sitting here in the car. But the, yeah, we've been busy in the studio and working on new material and uh, trying to promote our the 40th anniversary of the release of Switch and the Glide, which yeah. is a big milestone for us. Yeah. Well, and yeah. you know what? Let's let's jump right into it because we knew it was going to come up eventually. Let's talk about <laughs> Switch and the Glide. This beat goes on. So, I mean, you guys have probably told this story by now at least 10,000 times, but hit us with it one more time. Where did this song come from? <laughs> well, um, Dave... Dave had a, <clears throat> a guitar riff, and I had a lyric idea, and it, it just seemed to fit together. And then it was one of those things that just developed. And then we had two songs, This Beat Goes On and Switching to Glide, and they just seemed to, not, neither seemed to be a complete on their own, so we decided to maybe stick them together. And then Sonny, our keyboard player, came up with that synthesizer lick on a, an old mini Moog that, yeah. that joined the two together, and that that really uh, was a perfect transition. Nice. I, I want to ask you guys. Uh, you know, forty years. Uh, the song has has uh, you know stood the test of of time. Uh, every time it's on the radio, uh, no doubt people get up and dance. Um, let's wind the clock back to those early days in the early 80s you guys toured with some some pretty uh, big acts uh, in, in in their own right air clapton the beach boys jeff beck bob seeger um i read actually the other day that you guys were on uh, american bandstand with dick clark so th- these had to be some surreal moments for you reaching that kind of meteoric uh, rise to fame when the album first came out um Early in the summer of 1980, we got the opportunity to play at the, the Heat Wave uh, Festival, which was held at Mostport Park, actually just a week or so ago right now on the, the 40th anniversary. And we got to play, a, it was a major, major concert, like 50,000 people or so. And uh, we got to play along with and hold our own with like the likes of Elvis Costello, the B-52s, um, the Talking Heads, Pretenders. The Pretenders, Nick Lowe and Rockpile. And, um, you know, we felt pretty confident. And there was management people there that had the availability to get us on this U.S. tour with and open up for Jeff Beck. That was the first show we did. And subsequently, uh, we did well and ended up opening for Eric Clapton and the Beach Boys. They, that, those two shows were at the uh, up at Wonderland. Remember the Kingswood Music Theater up at Wonderland? Yeah, yeah yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was uh, yeah. We played there a few different. I think we played there twice with the Beach Boys in two but, different years. Yeah, but the uh, but the real capper that you mentioned was getting on American Bandstand with Dick Clark because. 
you know, here's four hicks from the sticks pulling into the ABC <laughs> studio in Hollywood and walking in and the way they did it was Dick would do four or five shows on a given Saturday and, you know, that would be it for the month. And when we walked in, Cool and the gang were doing Celebrate oh, wow. <laughs> um, for the show that was on before us. And actually, we were on the same show with Nick Lowe and Rockpile that we're, you know, we just done the Heat Wave show with. Um, and it was just, you know, he's such an icon that, you know, we were just flabbergasted to be, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, way out of our league. But it was it was really exciting to do it. And we did a great job on his show. Yeah. Nice. So it was really cool, too, the way he did his, his pre-interview. You know how you you play a song and then he would come up and he would talk to the to the band. and Okay, let's hear the second song. Well, then in, like Zero and I were sitting in the makeup room getting our faces fixed up for television. <laughs> and Dick Clark comes in and sits down beside us in the makeup room, you know, and he started just asking us, you know, random questions about Canada and blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, he's been to Canada. He had been to Canada many times before, but just to get our idea of what it was like playing in the States and doing these big shows. And then... Uh, so that was his pre-interview. We went out on stage and played or played for the TV show, and in between the two songs, he asked the same questions. So just showed his professionalism of how you know how many acts he'd actually worked with, and uh, and you know we just couldn't believe how great he was. What a great fella! That's pretty cool. Now yeah. I, I've got to ask. Yeah. So you know that was that was kind of when you wrote the song and and when it really took off, and and so now here we are some 40 years later, and this is actually cool because this ties into a, a previous show. We spoke to Kim Mitchell a couple months back, and uh, we told him this fact. So Spotify has released their essential summer hits. This is their big playlist that they put out every year. It's curated by Spotify, and it's got all the must-have songs of summer. Kim Mitchell had two tunes on there. Well, if you scroll on down to song number 72, you're going to find The Beat Goes On by The Kings. So, you know, oh, here you guys are on the essential Spotify playlist, uh, you know, uh, alongside the Ed Sheerans and the Drakes and oh, I mean, Kim Mitchell. You know, one thing I have to say is there is not a lot of Canadian content on this list. But, like, how does it feel for you guys to see that 40 years on, you know, there you are still being recognized for the work that you, you've done and continue to do? And, like, just how does that feel as, as musicians and creators? Well, it's very gratifying, but you know, a lot of the the credit has to go to our producer Bob Ezrin because when we started working with him, he was going to mix a couple of our rough tracks, and then when he was doing that, he said, "You know, you guys are really good, but you don't know what you're doing in the studio." So, <laughs> I think I can help you, and so he was instrumental in in going to L.A. and getting us a major U.S. deal with Electra Records, and then we rehearsed for a month and and then went in the studio and switching to glide on that album it still sounds great and and if you listen to the whole album which we do occasionally it's it's the best sounding track on there there's other songs that sound good but that one just has the magic and if if you tore down the tracks it's actually quite a simple arrangement it's not that complicated in terms of layering instruments but it still sounds incredible to this day, and uh, we all know when we hear it on the radio, we crank it up. And actually, a buddy <laughs> of mine, 
he paid us a, a really great compliment um, a week or two ago. He said, you know, your song is one of the songs that when you hear it on the radio and you get to where you're going, you turn off the car and you listen to the rest of the song till it's over. And Absolutely. I thought, well, that is really great. Yes, I would agree with that 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, we're we're talking to you guys now. You're you're sitting, you know, literally uh, in a car uh, parked safely, obviously on the side of the road to chat with us. Uh, it tells me if you're in a car together, you're you're obviously friends. Uh, what do you think has kept you guys together as as a band and as as uh, collaborators and as as people as friends for this long? Well, we just believe in our music, I think, more than anything else. You know, it's, we know that we're better together than we are on our own. So that is what kept the cement for us as far as, you know, we both have something that the other doesn't have when we write songs. So he's good at something and I'm good at something. So this is why we can collaborate and come up with such strong material. Yeah, and, and neither of, of us have a big, fat head, so we can listen to each other's ideas and uh, understand when things need changing and when things are good, you admit it, you know, and, uh, and uh, in that way, Zero and I have gotten along for many, many years. We always give every idea the light of day, right? Yeah. Even like working with the band with Sonny and Max or any anybody that we play with, if you've got an idea, we'll go through it and then you'll know when you try it if it's good or not and you know if it doesn't if it's not good you don't do it and if it is good you you put it in the song and it's it's you know pretty a uh, you know pretty simple to you know when something's good right so it, it's and and, it, and so the best idea will always win and that's that's what that's what makes it good nice and and i have to give you guys some credit too because i uh i've been looking around on your website a lot and a, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed reading some of the narratives that you guys have posted up there. Uh, B, I've I've enjoyed a lot of this content. So, A, I love that you guys have put uh, your your guitar chords up there and some uh, instruction on on how to play these tunes. Like I'm a guitar player myself, and you know it's always frustrating when you pull up some tab and you go, that ah, doesn't sound quite right. And you wish that more musicians would engage in that way of educating you know, us, uh, up and comers to like, here's how you do it. Here's how we did it. Um, but a piece of your website that I love anatomy of a one hit wonder, what made you guys want to do that documentary? I watched the whole thing and I loved it. It is so fun. Uh, so for those that, that don't know, you can head over to the Kings are uh, anatomy of a one hit wonder. Uh, you guys have made free to view on your YouTube channel. It's about, uh, was it about 40, 45 minutes thereabouts, uh, documentary, yeah all around the tune and and what you guys have been up to and it is a lot of fun and what what made you want to make that documentary well i think that the the thing that started it off was the fact that when switching to glide came out it was before mtv or before much music yeah. and that kind of thing and so i mean only about a year but still and the record company wasn't giving out budgets to make videos. I mean, even though, you know, the Beatles had videos and everybody else up and, you know, it's not a new a new form of, of publicity. But, you know, honestly, we just decided, and what would it be like to make a video? And I had this idea that um, to work on it, uh, 
with these clips that that we've gathered together over the years to from every kind of source of, of film that you can imagine, 16 millimeter, mm-hmm. 8 millimeter, every kind of video, VHS, beta. And then because, you know, people would film us in the bars and we had TV appearances and all this other stuff. And so it was really, that was the starting point. And then, so we had over 40 different sources of stuff to, to choose from. And then because a lot of them were live, the tempos were all wrong, and that's why the video is cut so that right. the sections only last a couple of seconds each because it would go out of sync oh, that's great. in two or three seconds. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that, the, the, that video was the first part of what led to the documentary of the anatomy of a one-hit wonder. And then it just seemed to be a good idea to try to tell our story in, in our own words. And so... We got the guys together, our original drummer and that. He hasn't been really with us since the uh, early 80s. He left in 82 when he quit. But um, And then we just thought, you know, we do have a little story to tell here because we won the first homegrown contest in Toronto on mm-hmm. Chum FM um, against 600 other people. And that song evolved and ended up on our, and it was actually the second single that was uh, off the album and the, and the other song that we played on American Bandstand was Don't Let Me Know, which was that song that we won the talent contest yeah, with. Yeah. And so, and if, if you say it's fun and, and you know, that was the whole idea to make it kind of lighthearted. And especially at the end there, when we tell the Denver story about playing in Denver for the first time, it was our first American gig with Jeff <laughs> yeah. Beck and people were throwing stuff at us. I mean, it's, you look back on it; it is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so we know we know the world has uh, you know changed significantly in the last uh, six or eight months, and you know certainly the evolution of the music industry, the process for recording and touring and promoting yourselves, um, and and you know really in these recent months has has changed uh, that much uh, exponentially more again. What kind of advice would you give to young musicians, emerging artists today that are trying to kind of carve a, a path for their, their career? You know, one thing I would say that you see a lot of uh, the, the young folks are, put, are posting videos, you know, they're making at home and that. And I would say don't overproduce it. Just, you know, if, if you have good talent, if you have the talent, you can just sit there in front of a camera and play and sing and and the goodness will come through without you know having to worry about all kinds of other production going on you know yeah we could play switching the glide around a campfire and it's still going to work yes. yeah and that's the thing i think a lot of people think about oh i got to have all these drum tracks and loops and all this crap you know i mean not crap but you know what i mean that there's just stuff you don't need to have if you have a great if you if you got a great set of pipes and you can play a good melody and and you have a good song it'll shine no matter what yeah, you know what? And uh, I, if you guys could put together that campfire version, I'd watch the hell out of that all day long. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you say that because we've already started recording two other versions of it. Because, oh, cool! Um, one, one, one is like a sound alike because when you're dealing with you know, record companies and that kind of thing. If you get a placement in a movie or a commercial or something like that, you have to 
a lot of bands, you know, and Bob Ezrin told us when we saw him last time in Nashville, uh, when we were working on our latest single, uh, Circle of Friends and Man That I Am, that that Alice Cooper has gone back in and re-recorded a bunch of his songs because you do it as, as much as you can get a sound alike for it so that you don't have to share the money with the record company. <laughs> yeah, nice. Because they, because they own a big chunk of it still, you know, from they, back in the old days. Well, yeah. Everybody signed these loud they, they own deals. the they own the masters for it. Most yeah. and, they, and Warner Warner Electra owns our masters. Okay. But if we could, because if we could deal with them and give them a sound alike, then and you know nobody would really know the difference. And then we would end up getting. First of all, we could give permission whenever we wanted to whatever product we wanted. Mm-hmm. And secondly, we you know we we would get all the money out of it, and there's nothing that they could do about it because we own our publishing, which is another battle that nice. we fought about ten years ago, and we yeah. we got all our publishing back. Nice. Nice. So, so what are you guys up to now? We've we've talked about, you know, the anatomy of the one-hit wonder. What are you guys up to now? What's uh, what can we expect from the Kings? Well, the latest thing, uh, Zero, is um, we have that heat. Like we talked about the heat wave, the 40th anniversary. Yeah. There was actual footage, uh, movie movie footage, not video, but actual movie and sound that have been married together into a half-hour actual movie. Oh, the, the concert film that we yeah. were there 40 years ago last Saturday. Nice. And it, it's fantastic. And this has just been put, just, just finished it uh, yeah, a, just, a few weeks ago. It just came out a couple weeks ago. And that's another thing we're just trying to celebrate is this, the Kings Live at Heatwave, which is the original band. You know, just when things started happening for us, we were full of beans and, and, <laughs> and we Elvis Costello was the headliner at the Heatwave show, but we talked to the promoter, John Brower, who was, who's a friend of ours, and, you know, he put on the Toronto Pop Festival and Strawberry Fields, and he ran the Rock Pile and brought in Led Zeppelin to Toronto and all that kind of stuff. And so the day of the show, we said, we'd like to go on with the lights at night because back then there were no big video screens or anything, so we thought, you know, if you're a long way away during the day, it just, you can't really see anything. And so we had a pretty visual type of show and we thought if, if we're working under the lights, it'll just look a lot better. And so when Elvis finished his set, that's when we went on and we closed the show and it was, uh, the movie shows what it was like. And it's, we're, it's, first of all, it's another whole story how that movie came <laughs> around, but, um, we're so glad that we have that, uh, you know, that document to show what we were like at that point in time. Nice. That's cool. That's very cool. So we're, we're looking forward to, uh, to, to that, uh, seeing the light of day. I think that'll be a lot of fun for music fans to be able oh, to, it's, out, to go. It's, it's actually out. It's actually out there now. It's on our nice. channel. Oh, cool. Um, it's called the Kings live at heat wave complete. And, and the first song that we released from it was our encore called California girls by the beach boys. And, uh, but the whole thing is up there now, and it's it just came out last week, and you know we've we've had a great reaction to that too. So, yeah, again, we're very happy about all that, and and now we're working on new material. We're in the studio and um, finishing up some tracks, and we're we're just negotiating with a famous another famous producer to maybe do some mixing for us. So we can't talk about that. But, <laughs> um, and, and then in the fall, switching to glide, and this beat goes on. There's sort of a big announcement coming about the 
Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame, but we're not talking about that either. Oh, <laughs> wow. Nice. Well, well, we're, 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 uh, uh, we're not telling you congratulations, <laughs> so it's okay. We're not <laughs> saying that. Yeah. We're not. There you go. But I, I, I now have plans for this weekend because I'm going to sit in my backyard, flip open my laptop, crack a cold drink, and uh, and watch that show from 40 years ago. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's what you do, Brent. Yeah, for sure. It's really, uh, it's really quite something. Um, I mean, people say, what were you guys on? Well, we weren't on anything. We were just <laughs> waiting around all day to go on, and we had so much energy saved up. We're all dressed up in our uh, fancy clothes, that's for sure. I got my zebra striped jumpsuit on. And... Nice. nice. Which <laughs> you, know, you still have that, just... right? We... Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah I got that. <laughs> yeah. And my leopard skin tights, too. Yes. Yeah, I still have them. Absolutely. And You're... we jump around just the same. You'll see. We're just the same. I love you know? it. I love oh, yeah, it. right. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we'll have to get you guys out to the uh, Burlington Sound of Music Festival when we do eventually have a festival again. Well, that's the thing, eh? This whole COVID thing has really killed live music. It's uh, it's such a shame. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to figure how it's going to get going again. Um, all the small clubs and that, are, I'm sure, are hurting big time. Oh, yeah. And we, we you know, we loved it when we played there before. And yeah. even though, uh, even in the years where we're not playing there, we go down there all the time. Oh, I mean, nice. It's such a great thing. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Well, you and, know... And, yeah, it's such a great park to have an event because... I mean, we go to the Rib Fest down there and all that stuff. It's great. You know, you, you guys and hit exactly first... what I was going to ask you. Uh, you know, I think you're, you're right. Everybody is really craving live music. And Miles and I have been talking about this uh, over and over and over again, uh, you know, literally daily for the last handful of months. Uh, you know, that return to live music and, and, and the live show is something everybody is really missing. Um, last question that I, I have for you on that note is what's what's kind of a memorable venue? Uh, you know, we talked about um, the Dick Clark uh, American Bandstand show and the Heat Wave Festival. What's a memorable small club let's give a big shout out to these venues that you know need some help and support and let's let's get it back going what what's a memory of a small place that you guys played that's that sticks out with you well i would have to say that it's it's been great to hear that michael weckerly is reopening the elma combo in toronto mm -hmm, yeah because i mean he's a zillionaire and he spent you know what 20 million dollars or something on that yes. place and um you know, this thing happens just when they're going to reopen it. And, and you know, we've seen some pictures of it inside, and it looks incredible. And we started playing there in the 70s as Whistle King, which is what we were called before the Kings. And we played upstairs there, um, you know, which was the, the venue that you wanted to be in was upstairs. And then later on, I mean, we played upstairs, you know, a few times. And then as time went on, we started playing downstairs. And we must have played there at least. 50 times nice and so it's it's been great to see the elmo come back to life with you know thank god for that really rich guy michael weckerly that's doing it yeah yeah <laughs> no that is good and uh yeah actually they've got a, a really cool show lined up too it sounds like big wreck is going to be uh part of their reopening and ian thornley's doing some kind of special things it should be a pretty good show i, I know i'm looking forward to that wow. one too yeah, yeah. I mean, and most of the clubs around that we used to play in Burlington and that, 
are all gone. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, hmm. yeah, the pig and whistle, and uh, yeah, we used to play the pig and whistle all the nice. time on Lakeshore. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Orient Express up on the South Service Road, and, and then all and and the clubs in Hamilton. We played there a bunch of times. They're all gone, and uh, Oakville, they're all gone. You know. Well, we're so gonna it's, we're it's gonna definitely have to get you guys back out of the festival. I, I think it's uh, you're you're probably long overdue to be up on our stage. So we'll uh, well, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll get a festival back going first, uh, and then we'll we'll make that happen. But in the meantime, you know, uh, so we've been talking here today with Mister Zero and Davy Diamond of the Kings. I really do want to drive people to your website, uh, thekingsarehere.com, because like like I said before, this isn't your typical band's website. This is cool and it's engaging and there's some great narratives written there and you know you can tell that whether it was you guys personally who did this or kudos to whoever you hired to put it together because it is even the website is fun like it it reads like fun and like you guys enjoy what you're doing and you're sharing your your history and your pieces with uh with other guitar players and you know the links to your YouTube uh, uh, channel and the things that are going on there. Like, great work, guys, and uh, and, and thank well, you so well, much thank, for joining thank, us. Well, thank you, and it was it was great because um, a lot of people wanted to know how to play the the introduction keyboard part yeah. on this beat goes on switching the glide and the solo in it. So Sonny did the transcription. So if you can read music, yeah. you can learn how to play the intro and, and the keyboard part and, and the songs uh, perfectly. Yeah, it is on you know, there, which is cool. Of, you know, and The Kings Are Here was the name of our first album. So our Facebook page is The Kings Are Here. Our YouTube channel is The Kings Are Here. Our website is The Kings Are Here. So that's any that's how you find us is The Kings Are Here. TheKingsAreHere.com. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. Yep. We will, uh, we'll let you okay. get yourselves out of that hot car and get back to your lives. Uh, and thank you for giving us some time. We really do appreciate it. Well, wonderful. Hope to talk to you again soon. You bet. Great Thanks, talk. guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Take care. Well, that was, uh, that was cool talking to those guys. That was fun. The, the B is going on 40 years yeah. later, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting, you know, like it's it, um, like, I really do stand by what I said about their website and, and go watch the documentary. And, you know, these are guys who, you know, I don't want to say one hit wonder. They have five studio albums. They've got a lot more coming, but uh, it is certainly, you know, the, the, uh, the metal on their lapel is this song and they've known how to sell that and how to market it and how to keep it alive and and twists and turns and everything for 40 years like that's impressive that is just impressive yeah hey if if they're identified uh with that song and you see this the success they've they've had uh you know off of it uh, all the way back to 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 dick clark and american bandstand Mm -hmm. um i mean kudos to them And, and what was really interesting in that call was you know they started naming old um live venues yeah. in Burlington and Oakville and Hamilton that they used to play. And many of those names, uh, you know, I remember hearing as a kid, obviously too young to, to go into them, but they're all places that I'm familiar with. And to me, it just, I, I love those, uh, those roots in, in this area and uh, a couple of fun guys that are still friends, you know, 40 yeah, years on. Yeah. You know, like we, we need to get like a, like a Burlington showcase together one year at the festival and, and everything from like, you know, the Kings and the Spoons and Walk Off the Earth and Finger Eleven and like from old to new and it just do this whole celebration of everything that Burlington has brought to the musical world. That'd be cool. I feel, I feel like everyone will love that. That'd and be cool. 
live music. We need it. Could you imagine if if we could pull that off and then get like one like maybe it is maybe it's the beat goes on switching to glide and that's like the iconic song that at the end all of those Burlington bands come out and they play together. That would be unreal, unreal. Like, could you imagine Walk Off the Earth, The Kings, Finger Eleven, The Spoons? You know, they're all out there playing The Beat Goes On. That would be cool. Absolutely. That would be cool. Let's make it so. Let's make it so. (laughs) You know what we're going to do in the meantime is uh, I'm going to go ahead and invite myself over to your place uh, and and be within your bubble. And we're going to watch that concert of theirs together. We're going to make Let's that do happen. It. We'll Let's bust do out it. like a projector and we'll do a whole big thing. We'll float in your Kicking pool. It. Project Kicking it over. It old It'll be great. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, that is all the time that we have. Uh, I am Miles and over there on the phone. I am indeed Brent. You are indeed Brent. Thank you so much for joining us. Please make sure you follow, subscribe, like, love, share, do all of those fun things to our podcast. Don't worry. It likes it. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.